program is brought to you by the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries. Coming up next on Changing Your World. There'll be a time, there'll be a day when, when Christ will return and, and God will judge the world at that given time and day. But right now, under this covenant of grace, this dispensation of grace, the Son of Man has been lifted up to draw all judgment unto himself. If I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all man's judgment unto me. And all of the judgment that was due to you, Jesus came and paid the price. So it's no longer going to come on you. So God is not killing people. Instead, his desire is that the world look upon him as the full payment for their sins. Cleveland, Ohio, Dallas, Texas. The Change Experience is on its way. Join Pastors Creflo and Taffy Dollar for one night only, March 6th in Cleveland, Ohio, and April 24th in Dallas, Texas. As soon as we found out that it was happening again, my friend found out, booked a ticket straight away. This really, really, really changed my life. You don't want to miss these special events. Go online to get your free seat today. at some Christian attitudes uh, as far as the world is concerned. And I want to just show you, I want to show you what we've been doing. Let's go back to 9-11 in New York. Some preachers said that God brought this to teach homosexuals a lesson. It's crazy stuff, isn't it? Let's look at Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. And, and, and most of these people, when I say some, are preachers. Some of them said that uh, the Hurricane Katrina came to punish the city for the debauchery or the excessive indulgence in sensual pleasures. Man. Let's look at 2010 earthquake in Haiti, which we're just finishing up our, our work over in Haiti. And they said it was a retaliation for deals made with the devil. These are the things that leaders, preachers, spiritual people say that makes God look like the punisher. And when you hear stuff like that, you're thinking, well, tree fell in my front yard. God, why you knock my tree down? Uh-uh. That's wrong. And you've you got to tune your ears better. Many of us equate our negative circumstances with punishment from God. And people who, you know, who smoke, we do understand, people who smoke will increase the chances of getting lung cancer. Yeah, but God didn't do that. People who smoke will increase the chances of getting lung cancer. Ain't I wrong with smoking? People who smoke, and let me add this, anything. 
40 years ago, it used to be just cigarettes. Grass used to be what you cut. Steam came out the iron. Some of y'all brothers, you remember when we used to go around and say, yeah, brother, I catch you on the down low. You can't say that now. <laughs> Things have changed. That's a whole different meaning. Need a whole new dictionary. I mean, no cap. <laughs> now, you older people don't have no idea what I just said. I mean, facts. Watch this. Mood. Yeah, y'all like that, I'm telling you, things have changed. But some will say this is God's way of getting their attention or helping them to become more broken so he can use them. God doesn't break people up in order to use them. Essentially, we're believing that injury, illness, negative circumstances on the earth are delivered to us by the hand of God as punishment for our sins. If it's cancer, terrorism, natural disasters, those are not brought upon us as punishment from God for our sins. I mean, how can you say that, Pastor Dollar, with such certainty? How can you say stuff like that? Of course God's responsible for that. It's not true. And the reason why I can say that is because all punishment for our sins was placed on Jesus Christ at the cross. What Jesus did forever changed how God would deal with mankind. And today on this side of the cross, God is in the business of saving people on this earth, not punishing them. See, part of you, I want to receive that, but if I can't blame God, who am I blame? Look at John 12, 47. God's not, God's not trying to, God's not punishing people. He, he, he quit putting the God stamp on everything that happens in your life. God didn't take your mama. He didn't take your cousin. He didn't take your children. You know what it looks like when God takes somebody? The first person God took was Enoch, and he was alive. Then he took Elijah, and he was alive. Then he took Jesus, and he was alive. In a few days, and I don't know when, he's going to take us. And we're going to be alive. When God takes you, he's taking you like, like that, amen. Look at this, verse 47. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Wow. Look at 2 Peter chapter 3 and 9. 2 Peter chapter 3 and 9. If you don't understand that this has already been taken care of and it's a done deal and a finished work, God will still always get the bad 
he'll get the God stamp for everything that, that's, that happens bad. Oh, y'all look at the weather. That's God, God doing that. <laughs> Bruh, they had bad weather in the 1800s. Whatever. Second, Second Peter chapter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but he is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He says, it's not my will for people to perish and to die and go to hell. My will is for all of them to change their mind and repent and receive Jesus as, as, the, as the, 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 the sacrifice and the, and the peace offering. It's not my will. It's not my will for anybody to perish and go to hell. But I can't make them change their mind because I made every man a free moral agent. He has the right to choose. He has the right to make a decision. And if he decides not to believe me, ain't nothing I can do about it. If he decides not to receive me, ain't nothing I can do about it. But don't blame me for his decision. Amen. Well, I don't know why you so concerned about, you know, why you eat. You, you know, if you ever walk in the doctor's office and he says, you have an aggressive form of cancer. It's just simple. Change what you're doing or keep doing what you're doing and die. It's simple. It was simple to me. It was like, okay, keep doing this, die. Change, live. That's simple. You know what we've done? We don't want to make no decisions. Go to the doctor and make him responsible for your health. You got to become responsible for your own health. You're putting all your responsibility on the doctor using words you don't know what they mean, and you're just scared, scarred. You, 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 you accept responsibility for your own. You find out what you're eating. You look at what's going on. I ain't doing that. I don't make my mind up. I, I am not going to look like an old man at 100. Who wants to live 100 years? Who wants to live 100 years in pain? And I'm not doing that. But there's certain things I got to do in order to have that. Amen. Well, why they did? You don't know. You, you, you didn't live with them. You don't know what their habits were. You don't know what things they did, they didn't do. You don't, you don't know none of that. And God gets the God stamp for somebody's decision to live a certain way. Nobody wants to hear you're responsible. It's easier to blame God or the devil. Sometimes the devil will be like, do a Scooby Doo. <laughs> Say that's the devil. <laughs> so there'll be times, there'll be a time, there'll be a day when, when Christ will return. And, and God will judge the world at that given time and day. But right now, under this covenant of grace, this dispensation of grace, the Son of Man has been lifted up to draw all judgment unto himself. If I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all man's judgment unto me. And all of the judgment that was due to you, Jesus came and paid the price, so it's no longer going to come on you.
So God is not killing people. Instead, his desire is that the world look upon him as the full payment for their sins. Jesus is the full payment for your sins. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 19 says that he uh, was in Christ reconciling us back to God. In other words, he paid the payment that was due for all of your sins. Under the old covenant, he was a judge, which means every time you sinned, somebody had to accept the responsibility for paying for it because there were consequences. And so God was at war with man's sin. But when Jesus came, Jesus came, he says, I'll pay for the sins of all mankind. I'll pay for the sins for the whole world. And if they'll just accept me as the payment, then they're no longer going to be accountable for paying their sins off. You know what some people say? I don't want to receive that. So the day you decide you don't want to receive Jesus as the payment for your sins is the day that you are now responsible for the payment of your sins. And part of that is going to hell because your payment starts there. So you don't go to hell for sinning. You go to hell for rejecting Jesus as the payment for your sin. You're going to die one day. That's the thing you don't understand. Your little smart self, you're going to die. And then when you die, you're going to say, uh-oh. <laughs> and we don't plan there being there to hear your story. you testifying in the wrong place. We ain't hearing that. We out. I received Jesus as my payment of sin. Well, I ain't going to have nothing to do with no white Jesus. Well, God bless you, because I don't care if he's Puerto Rican. I don't care if he, I don't care if he African. I don't care if he Australian with an accent. I don't care if he's half nappy or straight. I don't care nothing about it as long as he can pay for this debt, because I got a big old debt. And if he offering to pay for this debt, I'm going to accept him with his white Puerto Rican Jewish. I don't care. He between me and God. But there's always somebody that thinks they're smarter. Think they're smarter than God. Where the, the white man used the Bible to enslave people. Okay, so that's why we're here today, to correct all of that. That, that don't mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater. But it don't do no good for you to now throw everything out. But I don't have nothing to do with it. And you listening to all this stuff on the internet, and it's just confusing you. And you know what? Did 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 the Red Sea really open? Well, it ain't really the Red Sea. It was the Reed Sea. And it wasn't but it wasn't but two feet high. Well, that'll make it a bigger miracle, wouldn't it? God drowned an entire army in two feet of water. You better be careful what you listen to. You better be careful who you're listening to. You better get in this Bible on your own. You better go in a room and have a personal relationship with Jesus for yourself. You better read it for yourself. You better not come here trusting me or anybody else. You better know Jesus for yourself. You better know what the Word says for yourself. The message we have for the world is not that God is punishing them with this or with that. 
God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. The punishment for sin of the whole world was paid in full by Jesus Christ so that we might turn from darkness to light, so that we might turn from the power of Satan to the power of God, so that we might receive the forgiveness of our sins by having faith in what Jesus has done. Amen, amen, and amen, and amen. Now, let me finish this up. Now, there are all kinds of uh, choices, choices concerning your health. There are choices. Choices concerning your lifestyle. There are choices. Choices concerning your morality. There are all kinds of choices that carry with them certain risk and certain consequences. You have to understand that. There are choices. Things don't just happen. Choices take you down one role or the other. Choices. Choices. There are choices. Now, rather than insinuating that certain choices bring punishment from God, we should teach the cross as a sufficient punishment for all sins. The cross, where Jesus paid for all sins, that's where the punishment was paid right there. We should absolutely warn other believers about their consequences and their actions. I believe that. I, I like to try to warn people about their health concerns and their broken relationships. And, you know, you don't have any esteem, baby. You're getting ready to draw somebody who's going to take advantage of your so low self-esteem. Yeah, that's our job. We, we try to warn you. We try to warn you, baby, this ain't going to end up right. Hey, baby, this, this relationship you got right here, I know you're saying love, but you fight gravity. You're never going to win over it. There are choices. We try to warn people. But sometimes we try to help people that God can't help. Because somehow you, you, you take on this guilt and condemnation. Oh, they didn't change. So now you start beating them. Bruh, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to say, all right, so, so here's, here's, here's how this happens now. There's nowhere in this world where you think that you don't have to work and everything's going to be all fine. Okay? You got that? Well, you don't understand that. Millennials don't, uh, they don't agree with eight-hour work days. I, I, fine. But I'm just saying, unless you got something out there working for you or your money working for you, somebody going to have to figure out something. Cause you can't stay with me all your life. Grown folks don't. Grown folks can't. They don't live. Grown folks can't live together real good. Cause now you grown and now you eat my food and you ain't working. I'm up at five. You don't get up to twelve. That ain't gonna happen. I can't do that. I can't do that. Some of y'all can, but I, I I can't do that. I. I so I can warn you. I can warn you that living together is, is you're going to pay a consequence for it a little later on. Because it's like, dude, I don't need to go buy no milk. I got the, I got the cow living with me. And so the man doesn't do diligently as if he would if he knew he had to go and earn that milk. And so if he already got the cow at home, then he can go and see if there's any other flavors outside here. So. 
So he's not going to be as diligent. And now you're going to be a little upset because he's not romantic. He's not pursuing you. And he's not doing any of the old things. And you wonder why he's not. You took that opportunity away. You allowed him to treat you like a bunch of pebbles on top of the ground instead of making him dig deep for the gold and the pearl. Oh, Dad, you don't understand. We can't afford that. You know, we are, everybody live together these days. Everybody stay. Oh, that's what they're saying. <laughs> I'm trying to warn you. So what I'm saying, you can warn all day long. But you got to be okay with the fact that I said it. It was the wisdom of God. I'm not going to badger. And life now takes over as the teacher. You learn how to be patient. You learn how to walk in love and let life finish the course. And by the time life finished whooping that tail real good, you call one day, where you going? I got to go to work. Oh, you got a job now? Yeah, I'll talk to you later. You, you, you'd be amazed how the stuff you said found its place. See, you can pray all day for them, but until they're ready to make a decision, I just look at them all day, you know, you, you got an interview today? Yeah, you, you're going to go like that? <laughs> you know, hairstyle, hair all up, look like it ain't been combed, and you wearing orange and high yellow, and and you finna walk in for an interview with your gold teeth plate up there. <laughs> and you don't know how to address people as sir and ma'am. And they ask you something, yeah. <laughs> Your interview with me is lasting for like 30 seconds. And I'm like, hey, that's all we need. God bless you, brother. <laughs> and then you gonna come to church. I don't know why God didn't let me get that job. Because God was using somebody else to try to tell you how to present yourself. But you didn't have it. But about after about 10 rejections, you'll finally realize maybe something wrong. I told this one millennial one time, he came in, he says, what do you think the problem is? I said, I said the first problem is I smelled you before you came through the door. I said, because the first, I, that, people don't like folks come in and they get their attention with the aroma. <laughs> and the other side is just as true. If you're going to use cologne, men, learn how to use it. You dap it here, dap it here, dap, dap, and you're done. You are not a woman. You don't shh and then walk through. Dap, 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 done. Oh, uh, y'all ain't, y'all ain't hear me, right? It's... So all the things that happen from the consequences of your decisions, let's not call these punishments from God. With regard to punishment, it is finished. I think I have time to go over this last point. 
Look at Hebrews chapter 12, 5 through 6. This is the scripture that people will pull up. Well, what about God's discipline? Does he discipline? Well, even though God doesn't punish us, does he discipline us? I, I'd have to say yes, but you got to understand what that means. Hebrews talks about the discipline that we experience as children of God. Uh, I want to look at uh, this Hebrews 12 and uh, let's look at 5 and 6 in the New Living Translation if you have it. I'll read it in the uh, King James first and in the New Living Translation. He says, well, keep it there, you're fine. He says, and have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? See, God disciplines with words. He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. Those are the words. And don't give up when he corrects uh, you. Verse, verse 6. For the Lord disciplines those he loves. Now here he says he punishes each one he accepts as his child. You see how mixed up we are? The discipline is done with words. Trust is the currency of the kingdom of God. As you trust him, you learn that God is faithful and will do exactly what he says he will do. I believe what Jesus did. I believe it's a done deal. I ain't walking out of this spot. It is God's will for you to be healthy and whole. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'll shout it to the mountaintop. I am not going to move. I fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Get today's message for your love gift of $7 or more. What kind of person are you? I'm a born again, five baptized, anointed person. I believe God. Hallelujah. For your love gift of $35 or more, get the God Wants You Healed combo, including today's message, the Life Talks Health and Wellness 2 DVD series, and the How Do I Trust God mini book, all for only $35. Call or visit the website on the screen to order today. Ladies, are you ready to find your worth? Join us at the 2020 Worth Radical Women's Conference, March 19th through the 21st at World Changers Church International and learn just how valuable you are. Once you find out your worth, you will stop giving out discounts. Join Taffy Dollar, Creflo Dollar, Sarah Jakes Roberts, Dee Dee Freeman, and special musical guests Todd Delaney, Miranda Curtis, and Demita Chandler. Mark my words, this is going to be epic. Join us for three life-changing days at the 2020 Radical Women's Conference, March 19th through the 21st. Reserve your seat today at taffydollar.org or text RADICAL to 51555. If there's one thing I know, it is that prayer changes things. When you pray, you give God permission to move and to intervene in your affairs. I want to pray with you right now. Heavenly Father, I just pray for every viewer, every person watching, every friend, every partner, Lord. I declare, come your kingdom, be done thy will, that your perfect plan be established and manifested in every area of their life. And I agree with them by grace through faith that all is well in Jesus' name. And if you want to speak with one of our prayer counselors, feel free to contact us today. 
We look forward to praying with you and interceding on your behalf. God bless you. Do you need prayer for anything today? If so, contact us and let's take the matter before God in prayer. You can call in or post your prayer request online at creflodollarministries.org. We look forward to praying with you today. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Thank you, partners and friends. Your love and financial support makes it possible to bring this message into millions of homes all across the globe. 